The Devils reunited with a familiar face in Keith Kincaid. And also, Tomas Tatar found a new home, but not with the Pittsburgh Penguins or the New York Islanders, but in Mile High City. What happened with Tatar, and why did it take so long for him to find a new home? Is it a big loss for the Devils? And also, I have some news to share regarding Prospects Challenge and what was revealed via the Devils PR team. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils Ryan for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. It's been a while since I've broken down a signing for the New Jersey Devils, but yesterday they made somewhat of a surprising move by reuniting with goalie Keith Kincaid. Now, I'll share my thoughts on the matter in the second segment in today's episode, but first, I'm in the mood for some tuna. I don't know about you guys, but let's talk about Tomas Tatar because he finally found a new home. He signed a new contract just a couple days ago with the Colorado Avalanche. It's a one-year deal worth $1.5 million. Okay, so I'll give my thoughts on the contract momentarily, but let's talk about the hoopla surrounding Tatar and his free agency period. Now, Tatar was a very serviceable player on the Devils roster last year. We obviously saw him have a big surgence alongside with Dawson Mercer on the Nico Heischer line. He was tops on the Devils in plus minus. He was really good in the four check. Seemed like he was always in the right place at the right possible time. And going into the season, a lot of people were pushing for Tatar to potentially be waived because the Devils had did have to make some roster moves in order to clear up some space for players like Alexander Holtz and obviously Fabian Zetterlin, which put the job security of Tomas Tatar in jeopardy. But he was able to show out in the preseason, and that leaked over into the regular season because, once again, Tatar was a very solid asset on the Devils roster. And obviously, one of the big questions going into the offseason, would he return to the Devils? Now, I had my doubts because I projected for Tatar to maybe ask for a little bit more money. Maybe he wanted some more security by signing a multi-year deal. So I wasn't really keeping my hopes all that high for Tatar to return to Newark. And my hopes basically went down to zero after the Devils obtained Tyler Toffoli from the Calgary Flames. So I'll talk about as to whether or not the loss was significant for the Devils. I talked about it in a previous episode, but I feel like I need to reiterate it just a little bit. Now, why did it take Tatar so long to find a new home? Because once again, he was solid on a historic Devils team. He still has a couple years left in him. He's not the oldest, but he's not the youngest either. So it's just like, I think Tatar still can provide a lot for a playoff caliber roster. Well, according to James Nichols in one of his more recent articles, he stated that according to Elliot Freeman, Devils free agent Tomas Tatar is now represented by Newport Sports Management 
And he even put the hypothetical question, are the Islanders a possible destination for the 20 goal score? Now I'll put a link to James's article in the description, but basically to give you guys a brief snippet of it, James included a quote from Elliot Freeman that he stated on 32 podcast. Basically here's what Freeman had to say. Quote, Thomas Tatar has switched agents. He is now represented by Newport. That's a relatively recent development. Someone said to me they wouldn't be surprised to see him sign soon. We'll see. I know Pittsburgh was a team that was interested, but I believe the Penguins were not the only one. And James added to that by saying that there were a lot of Islanders who are currently being represented by Newport. And as we all know, prior to covering the Devils, James was, in fact, uh, covering the Islanders. So he still has some connections in that regard. So he listed a bunch of players that were represented by Newport, which included Cal Clutterbuck, Casey Zizikis, Matt Martin, Bo Horvat, and J.G. Pajot. So basically, a lot of people, including myself, thought that Tomas Tatar would stay out east. And it was just a matter of, like, which team would he sign with? Now, before we talk about him signing with the Avalanche and what it means to the Devils, I just want to go back to a tweet that Novo put out earlier in the summer. He said he reached out to Tomas Tatar's agent but didn't get a response. Now, I obviously can't speak for Ryan Ovazinski, and this is just pure speculation, but it's starting to make a lot more sense because, like I said, Novo put out that piece of information early on in the summer, so maybe Tatar was in the midst of ending his ties with his former agency and trying to test the waters and see what was out there, and basically he finally signed with a new agency, and not too long after he found a new home with Colorado. So that makes a lot more sense as to why Tatar was on the open market because, like I just said moments ago, the fact that he was a solid player on a playoff caliber team like the Devils that, let's face it, just exceeded expectations, I thought teams would be all over him. Now, did I anticipate for him to get like a fat multi-year contract similar to like Damon Severson, Ryan Graves, and Miles Wood, no, but I said maybe one to two years. I'm sure there's got to be a team interested in them. And I said I was stunned as to why he was still on the open market. But everything is starting to make a lot more sense because people were bringing to my attention that this has to be on Thomas Shatar. It can't be on teams' lack of interest. That doesn't really make sense. So a lot of people were speculating, saying that. Maybe Tatar uh, wants more job security. Like I said, maybe he wants to stick around for two to three years and teams weren't really willing to give him that. So he was just holding out. And we said maybe before the start of training camp and also preseason, maybe we'll see Tatar find a new home somewhere. But anyway, just makes a lot more sense. I'm glad that Tatar is now uh, finally on an NHL roster. Now, I just want to say one thing. I did not expect for his contract to be so cheap and so short. Because like I said, one year, $1.5 million with the Avalanche. The Devils could have easily afforded that. I don't even need to look at Cap Friendly to figure that out. I'm no mathematician, but I know the Devils could have coughed up $1.5 million for one year. Now, Obviously, it's a big what-if scenario. A lot of people are just saying, like, why didn't the Devils just offer him the money after he's got uh, his new agent, yada, yada, yada. So basically, let me reiterate something. Let me revisit a talking point that I did back in August, which is 
do I want Tatar back on the roster? Well, now that he's signed, I guess the main question is, with Tatar signing with a new team, is that a big loss for the Devils? Well, to keep it short and simple, no. But here's the thing. I did want Tatar to return to the Devils, but that was before the Devils got Tyler Toffoli. Because let me make something perfectly clear. Tom Fitzgerald said during his exit interviews or during one of his press conferences that he was going to leave the porch light on for some of the Devils' young players like Alexander Holtz and Nolan Foote. Because similar to what I uh, said during my discussion with Ben Burnell and also some of my earlier episodes from the summer, those guys cannot stay in Utica forever. They're going to have to be given a chance to thrive at the NHL. So that kind of fills up the bottom six kind of roles. And then for the top six, you got Timo Meyer, Jesper Bratt, Nico Keisher, Dawson Mercer, Jack Hughes, now Tyler Toffoli. There was just no room for Tatar to slide in comfortably. And I feel like that would be setting him up for failure if he were to return to the Devils. Like, where would you put him? Because on that fourth line, it's most likely going to be Michael McLeod, Curtis Lazar, and Nathan Bashan. Then on the third line, Andre Pilat, Eric Halla, possibly Alexander Holtz or Nolan Foote. That might be a revolving door. So where would you put Tomas Shatar and where would you try to slide him in comfortably? That's my main question. So it's not a matter of did I uh, want Tatar to return or not. It was more of a matter of like what do the Devils need? What's the best fit here? And since the Devils upgraded with Tyler Toffoli, let's admit it, Toffoli is the better player than Tatar. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. And he is coming off a career year with Calgary. I think the Devils will sleep just fine at night knowing that Tatar uh, is now no longer on the roster. He he signed somewhere else on a very cheap deal. So I'm happy for Tomas Tatar. I hope he thrives well with the Colorado Avalanche. Like I said, I think he could be somewhat serviceable for a playoff team. He reunites with Miles Wood. So at least he's going to have some company out there. So we're going to talk about a free agency signing that involves the Devils adding a new player momentarily. But before we continue, let me tell you guys about FanDuel because I want you guys to make some extra money. So football season is now here and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you could get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. So you can use bonus bets on spreads, player props, over and unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Okay, let's talk about an interesting signing made by the Devils yesterday that I don't think anyone saw coming. So it was revealed that the Devils reunited with Keith Kincaid. Now, here's the PR report. The Devils announced yesterday that the team signed unrestricted free agent goaltender Keith Kincaid to a one-year two-way contract worth $775,000 at the NHL level and $350,000 at the AHL level. The announcement was made by Executive Vice President and General Manager Tom Fitzgerald. Kincaid, now 34, returns for a second stint with New Jersey after he spent parts of nine seasons with the organization from 2011 to 2019. The 6'2", 195-pound netminder earned 64 wins and 151 career games played with the Devils, which also ranks sixth all-time in franchise history 
Kincaid posted a career-high 26 wins during the 2017-2018 season en route to a berth in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Additionally, he's earned eight career shutouts while seven were recorded during his first stint with the Devils. So he is a native New Yorker. Kincaid logged his NHL debut on March 5th, 2013 versus the Tampa Bay Lightning and owns a 70-58-21 career record in 169 regular season contests. Kincaid also played for the Montreal Canadiens, New York Rangers, and then the Boston Bruins and Colorado Avalanche just this past year. At the AHL level, Kincaid totaled 108 wins in 226 career games played in parts of eight seasons starting in 2011-2012. He played for the Devils AHL affiliate at the time, Albany, in parts of four seasons from 2011 to 2015 and posted 69 wins and 10 shutouts in 143 regular season games. Okay. So why was this move somewhat surprising for the Devils discourse? Well, similar to a lot of former Devils goalies, I think it's safe to say that Kincaid, he'll receive mixed emotions from Devils fans because on the one hand, yes, he was a part of that team that went to the Stanley Cup playoffs. However, he didn't exactly have his best performance. He had a record of 0-2. He had a goals against average of 585 and a save percentage of 804. And from there on out, similar to like Corey Schneider, it started off somewhat decent, but then it went downhill fast. Like he just progressively got worse. He was inconsistent. He was tasked to try to uh, jump into a bigger role after Corey Schneider went down. Obviously, that did not go all that well. And then on February 25th, 2019, Kincaid was traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for a 2022 fifth round draft pick. Now, here's the thing, 2019, 2022 fifth round draft pick. We're talking about like what, three or four seasons away from that respective draft. And basically a lot of people have mixed emotions about Kincaid because like I said, he was somewhat heroic during the 2017, 2018 season, the year in which the Devils made the Stanley Cup playoffs, but then ended up losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning in five and then after that it was just a complete train wreck and now he is back in newark and trying to earn a spot on the devil's roster now before we get my full-fledged opinions on the signing robert inkin jr of north jersey he's a friend of the show he put out an interesting tweet and he said kincaid joins akira schmidt nico dawes and eric shalgren as goalies with nhl experience looking to back up b-tech vanacek Prospect Tyler Brennan is also listed on the team's roster on the eve of training camp. So basically, who's going to be that third string goalie? Because I think it's well established that Akira Schmidt is going to be the backup. But could it be Shalgren? Could it be uh, now Kincaid? Well, I'll talk about that momentarily. But let's clear the air on something real fast. So during the offseason in July... Uh, Kincaid signed with the Chicago Wolves and obviously that is an AHL team and a lot of people are confused so wait a minute he would not be playing with the Utica Comets well no not since he signed with the Chicago Wolves once again and a lot of people are saying well isn't that an affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes well just to make something perfectly clear the Chicago Wolves are now completely independent they are an independent AHL team they have no affiliation with the Carolina Hurricanes anymore. There was some sort of falling out, but basically 
Kincaid would be playing on an independent AHL team. And now that leads into my next talking point, which is who is going to be that third string goalie for the Devils? Because it was the, the a big question mark during the course of the offseason after Mackenzie Blackwood was dealt away to the San Jose Sharks. So in my opinion, I think Kincaid is going to be the third string goalie for the Devils. And obviously both him and Shalgren are signed two-way deals. Dawes is out until like December or January trying to recover from hip surgery. So he's not going to be much of a factor. I don't think the Devils really want to go with Tyler Brennan this early. So I think this competition is going to come down to Shalgren or Kincaid. Now, here's the thing. No matter who performs better during training camp, preseason, wherever the case might be, they're both going to begin their years in the AHL. That's how I think it's going to go down. I think the Devils are going to lean more towards Kincaid because, once again, I think Shalgren is more of a move to help out the comments in their goaltending situation. So let me give you this sort of scenario. If Shalgren was ever brought up to the Devils organization, that kind of puts Utica in a very vulnerable position. So I don't think it sets a good precedent for our AHL affiliate if they are if they have this big hole to fill at the netminder position, especially when Nico Dawes out for a significant amount of time. Whereas for Kincaid, he's playing for an independent AHL team and it doesn't really affect the Devils minor league system either way. So I think the Devils are going to lean towards Kincaid if they ever need a third string goalie to come up and basically replace an injured player. Because remember, it's very hard to keep three goalies on a roster. That's why whenever Blackwood returned from injury, Schmidt was sent back down to the AHL. He was still on his entry level contract. He could be sent down with no repercussion. He was eligible to play. So that's sort of uh, how the situation rolled out for the Devils just this past season. And then obviously things changed during the playoffs. The roster expands and then Blackwood is a healthy scratch and Schmidt is on the bench because only two goalies can dress per game. So that's my thing. I think Kincaid, uh, he's trying to work his way back to the NHL and just basically have more of a consistent role because I thought I saw a video uh, lingering around on YouTube, which was basically the question as to whether or not Kincaid can return back to NHL action because he was called up to replace an injured Jeremy Swayman for the Boston Bruins. And uh, for, for Kincaid, he only appeared in two NHL games. And the one game he appeared for the Boston Bruins, he had a save percentage of 968 and had a goals against average of one. And then for the Colorado Avalanche, one game once again, and he had a goals against average of 2.15 and a save percentage of 889. So not the best goalie. Obviously, I think his days of being like a solid goalie in net are pretty outnumbered. But remember, you just need uh, some veteran backup help. And he has more experience compared to Eric Schalgren. So you kind of need a veteran goalie just to help out with the young guys just a little bit more. And I think that's where he edges out Schalgren in that regard. So that's my thing. I think Kincaid is the third string goalie for the Devils coming out of training camp, coming out of preseason, depending on how he performs. And I think Shalgren is strictly here to help out Utica and their goalie situation, especially with Dawes out for a significant amount of time. So that's my opinion. I like the move. It, it doesn't really uh, help the Devils, doesn't really hurt them either, but they did need some more goalie options, especially with Mackenzie Blackwood 
no longer being on the roster. So let me know what you guys think about that overall signing. And are you excited that Kincaid is now back in a devil sweater? Okay, so to close out today's show, the Devils announced uh, yesterday that the team's roster for the 2023 Prospects Challenge that begins Friday, September 15th at Lacombe Harbor Center in Buffalo, New York. The Devils will join the Buffalo Sabres, Boston Bruins, Montreal Canadiens, Ottawa Centers, and Pittsburgh Penguins as this year's participating teams and will participate in three games. All games will be streamed on NewJerseyDevils.com in a promotional partnership with MSG Networks. And the team schedule is as follows. So Friday, September 15th, they'll take on the Ottawa Senators at noon. Then on Saturday, they'll take on the Buffalo Sabres at 7 p.m. And then Monday, they will take on the Boss Bruins at 10 a.m. So the Devils' 24-man roster includes 13 forwards, 8 defensemen, and 3 goaltenders. The roster features Luke Hughes, who participated in NHL action in both the regular season and playoffs with the Devils last season. So remember, Hughes did not participate in development camp, so he is now on the roster for the Prospects Challenge. And this year's roster also features three first-round draft picks. So Luke is one of them. Shimon Metz, Chase Stillman is the third one. And two third-round selections in Graham Clark and Danielle Missule. Clark, Nemetz, and Brian Hallinan have been named the team's three alternate captains for the challenge. So I'm looking forward to doing that hockey once again. So in the words of Chance the Rapper during that SNL skit, let's do that hockey because it is fast approaching. And when this episode goes live, the Devils will be back to playing hockey on September 15th in Buffalo, New York. Remember, it's just Prospects Challenge and it's just a lot uh, a chance for, once again, these young guns to get their feet wet. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see what Luke Hughes has in store for, I guess, year two, but it's going to be his official rookie season. So let me know what you guys think. Are you excited for the Prospects Challenge? Once more, let me know what you think about Keith Kincaid and him reuniting with the Devils. And also... Is Thomas Tatar a big loss for Devils? Why or why not? Remember, Devils got Tyler Toffoli, so that's a bit of an upgrade if you ask me. But anyway, as for this episode, that's all the time I have for you, so continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.